0: 10 minutes until game time. We got the cheerleaders on the field. We got Tsubakaro's sister leading the cheers. It's all here. This is the Bad Hops podcast, a baseball podcast where we discuss everything but the box score. So if you're looking for Jose Ozuna's batting stats with the Pirates or Yu Darvish's record with the Ham Fighters, this is not the place. But if you're looking for what a change of scenery can do for a baseball fan, welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Mark Butler
1: and I'm Jackie Macuchi.
0: And today, stow your carry-ons in the overhead bin. We're going on a field trip. Welcome to Bad Hops. Are you unpacked, Mark? I am unpacked. I am uh, still a little road weary. I guess I now I know what it's like to be a big leaguer.
1: That's right, you international trip and then you had another uh, more local trip yes. after the fact.
0: That's true. Going, uh, going
1: to scope out where the uh, where the A's are gonna be playing, huh?
0: I found out that I was too early. Yeah, I just got back from Las Vegas, the, the home of the athletics. I was almost going to say the home of the Oakland A's, but they're not going to be known as the Las Vegas Oakland A's. I'm pretty confident about that. (laughs)
1: The Las Vegas A's of Oakland, California.
0: Yes, of Oakland, California, Nevada, Philadelphia, Kansas City. That's right. Yeah, the A's have not made it to Las Vegas yet. And I think we're probably going to do a deep dive when Oakland officially loses the A's because I think that is a kerfuffle on top of another kerfuffle. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Because I mentioned in the intro, we're going on a field trip. We're going, we actually went on two field trips. Yeah. We both left town and we went to go see baseball in other wonderful places. Which leads to the question, Jackie, we've got perfectly good baseball at home. Why go somewhere else to watch it?
1: Well, I mean, you want to see new ballparks that you haven't been to. You know, as baseball fans, we like to go to uh, different ballparks and check them off our bucket list. So it's just kind of fun to see the traditions and how, how the other half lives, what other fan bases are like, what other traditions are, what other foods are around. So, yeah, I mean, it's great. We are very lucky we have a really nice ballpark here, if not the best team here in Seattle, especially right now. But in general, it's nice to get out of town. It's nice to see uh, the, how the other half lives, as I said.
0: I think you can learn a lot about commonalities of people. God, I feel like I'm going to get on this, like, big moral soapbox here. Are
1: we going to sing We Are the World now?
0: We're going to okay. do it. Hands Across America Is uh, would be my preference, um, because I think that's really, it's the most touching sure. to me, unless you're in that part of Wyoming where they couldn't actually reach Hands Across. They were too far apart. No Um, one's
1: there.
0: (laughs) That's right. But it is wonderful. And so without going too far into the episode, without divulging where we went, I went to Tokyo. And I love seeing baseball through the lens of another culture and another country. And it's a fantastic thing. We've talked about this uh, in last season episode about Joe Pepitone, who will be a recurring Mm -hmm. character today as well. I'm delighted to say. He always is. And it where did where did where, where did you go?
1: Uh, now I went a little bit closer, actually a lot closer. I went to San Diego, a ballpark I haven't been to, and a city I haven't been to in a while. I've gone to California quite a bit, but I haven't been to San Diego in years at this point. And you know, I've never been to Petco. Had heard good things about it, so I was excited to see uh, what that
0: experience would be like. I've never been, and it, you know, it, it's almost like it's too easy to go from Seattle yeah. to San Diego. And uh, it's worth all, it, though. Totally worth it. Also, that rivalry just gets oh, under yeah, my skin. That,
1: I know. I, good thing I'm not a Mariners fan because I would have been in trouble.
0: The infamous rivalry that Major League Baseball and literally no one else said, well, of course, the, the Padres and the Mariners are natural rivals. It's like, I, I don't think so. I don't think there's any bad blood between those two teams at all.
1: Yeah, I don't think really Seattle spends much time thinking about San Diego and vice versa. I think San Diego probably spends a lot more time thinking about the Dodgers, but I'm just guessing.
0: I think that's a pretty good guess. Petco Park looks like a beautiful place to see a baseball game. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, I'm going to be listening intently to your part of the episode to see if I should go straight back to the airport.
1: I mean, why not? I'll, I'll come. I'm ha- I'm, ha- I'm happy to come with you.
0: Okay, let's do it. You would happily go back to San Diego. I think you'd also happily go back to Tokyo.
1: I would Um, happily go back to Tokyo. It's sad to miss it this time.
0: I'm curious what is left on your list that you really want to do or see uh, in in stadium wise, at least.
1: From a stadium perspective in the States, I still, you know, we were planning on going to Milwaukee when that thing happened. Um, That's that's that that uh, what was it the the, the
0: panini oh, they the, uh, <laughs> christian yelich's meltdown
1: <laughs> if only if only um yeah i really would like to get out to milwaukee to that to that ballpark and the other one i'd like to get to as well is is it still called the great american ballpark in cincinnati
0: in cincinnati yeah and uh, yeah. you know they they had the best giveaways uh, or it some did? of the best giveaways this season so yeah we probably need to get our booties to ohio
1: yeah, I mean, and I, I have an extra extra motivation that now that my niece lives lives there, I actually plotted out how long a drive it is from where she lives in Dublin, Ohio, to getting to Cincinnati. And it's only about an hour and a half. Could do a little overnight trip, you know, see her, then do an overnight trip, see a game, come back. So that's another ballpark I'd I'd really like to see. And then there were others I'd like to get back to. I mean, I'd like to get back to Dodger Stadium. It's been a while um, since I, and, and, you know, Dodger fans get a lot of grief, but actually I had a great experience when I went to Dodger Stadium. I've also, believe it or not, I've never been for as long as I, you know, lived in New York. I never got to see a Phillies game. Like I never, never went to their stadium. Is it Citizens Bank Park still?
0: I believe so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just want to, you know they change the sponsorships change. So I mean that's another one I'd like to I'd like to get to at some
0: point as well. Philadelphia uh, the home of the best fans in baseball or else best
1: fans. Best <laughs> fans. Yeah. And I mean I guess St. Louis. I think I need to I think I mean you've probably been there, but I've never been. And...
0: I, I honestly have not been to St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you're I
1: a mean, Midwest I've... boy, <laughs>
0: I grew up in a stingy uh, setup where it was like, well, why would we drive all the way to St. Louis when we could stop and go to a game in Kansas City and be done? Right. Leave early to beat traffic.
1: Of course. That's what you have to do.
0: I would love to cross off some stuff that I attempted to do. I attempted to go see the Rockies, Mm -hmm. and I was only in Colorado for two days, and the stadium flooded. (laughs) As as did most of the rest of Denver. And so the game was rained out and I had a credit there for a year and I finally just said, give me the money back. I don't know when I'm coming mm. back. I'm really interested in what Pittsburgh is doing. And I think their new ballpark looks pretty nice as well. Mm. And I've I haven't spent any time in Pittsburgh in a really long time. Not since the the original era of the flat top hats. And I got to be real honest, I want to go to some more Japanese ballparks. Logistics-wise, I was going to go see the Lotte Marines. I ran out of time. That stadium was going to require two hours of travel time and three changes of trains to go. And a I lot. was like, yeah, I think I'm okay. I think I'm just going to be happy with the, the game that I went to. That's and we haven't really talked about it for a while, but you and I have also talked about Korea.
1: We have talked about Korea, and I would love to do, see some Korean baseball. I think, you know, next year, I think um, I'm hoping to get back to Asia. I think we, we can do that. We could do Tokyo and and Seoul and, and, and hit both. So, yeah, I'm up for that, too. And what about Mexico? I mean, I, I was watching that. The Mexico City series, which was literally like just a home run fest. I mean, it was it that it was Slam Diego for
0: sure. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, I believe the it was described as being into thin air. <laughs>
1: yep, I mean, it was at they're at altitude, right? Is that yeah? That's, so yeah, so the ball was flying out of the ballpark. But I would be curious though to see baseball in in Mexico.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really fun. I think doing one of those special event games would Mm -hmm. be interesting. Like, I don't, it feels weird to go all the way to London to go see American baseball, but we did go all the way to Tokyo to see American baseball once.
1: Well, we did, we did, but we also saw some Japanese baseball as well while we were there, which we knew we were going to, going to do. But I, and I think because Japan is just such a, such a baseball country. I, unlike London, I mean, it would be, it would be interesting. It would be more like something I would do like, okay, maybe we're going to, a few days in London before I go to Paris or something. But I have some curiosity, but not that much curiosity about about the London series.
0: I will also say, because I am a weirdo, I would like to go to the first season for the A's in Las Vegas because I doubt they will be in their permanent home. Mm -hmm. And I kind of love it when you see a team get shoehorned into another setting. For sure. And then you can say you saw them when they were nobody.
1: That's true, and we can. That's another really quick trip for us. So I'm always up for that to see the Las Vegas A's. Do we know if they're keeping the name? Has there been any discussion about that?
0: Yes, it is official. They will be called the Las Vegas Oakland's. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to keep on this this line, I'll come up with as many bad dad jokes as I can possibly muster. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. It seems highly unlikely that they would lose the name, right? It's it's been it's 120 right. years at this point.
1: I mean, you named all the cities early on where where uh, the A's, the athletics have been. So I don't see any reason why they would change it.
0: Yeah. So it, let's see. it was Philadelphia and then Kansas City and then Calgary and then Bangkok and then Oakland,
1: <laughs> Singapore.
0: So, yeah. yeah. So Las Vegas makes total sense. It does. They have they have to be the A's. I, I hope so. I hope it, so. It, it's funny because the A's are so bad now. That mm-hmm. it's like, well, there's no tradition to carry over, but they were world champions on a number of occasions.
1: I mean, when we were growing up, they had some really great Oakland teams. I mean, Reggie Jackson, Raleigh Fingers. I mean, there there were. I mean, they won some World Series. I mean, they were a good team. So, I mean, they there is there is history and tradition there. Do you think they're going to keep the colors, or are they going to give them like Las Vegas Golden Knights type colors?
0: Well so the Raiders are still silver and black so they kept those mm-hmm. those colors. The Golden Knights are gold and black. Yep. Um I could see maybe losing the bright green but they I, I think it's going to be gold green and maybe something a little a little darker. But you want reflective colors in Las Vegas.
1: I mean absolutely absolutely. Yeah, hopefully they they keep some of the traditions because I do feel bad for Oakland fans. I mean, I did not uh, you guys went to the the Coliseum and I missed out on that uh that little jaunt. But um I know that they do have a passionate fan base, so I kind of feel bad that Oakland keeps losing all their teams.
0: So you went to San Diego, I went to Tokyo, and here we are talking about Oakland. So we're gonna come I know,
1: here we are talking about Oakland. I think we should move. Yeah, I think we should move on. Yeah.
0: So when yeah. we come back, We've we press. will start our field trips. Woohoo! <laughs>
1: All right, we're back, and Mark, you're, you're getting off the bullet train. You're ready for some baseball.
0: Yeah, honestly, just getting off a regular local subway train. Didn't even have to take the bullet train to go to Tokyo. Woo-hoo! I got to say, and not just because I'm the difficult contrarian that always opts for the non-consensus choice, but mm. I really feel like Meiji Jingu Stadium is my favorite place to go see a baseball game. It is just so much fun. I like a party at a ball game. I'm not a big beer drinker anymore. You know, I'm down for the snacks, of course, but I just, mm-hmm. I like when the vibe is right. I don't really get into the stiff and formal things. Like I went to a game at Rogers Center, which is a lovely ballpark, but it was just too chill. Mm -hmm. I want I want some noise and I want some kind of random mishaps.
1: I I think if you go to Rogers Center now, there's a lot of noise and and mishaps going on there. That that, that fan base is very, very engaged, especially with uh, this Toronto team.
0: Okay, I love Toronto. So let's put that on the list as well.
1: I mean, I love Toronto, too. We're, we're, We're 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 making up our travel itinerary.
0: Yeah, I love it. And everybody else has to download this and listen to to us do our travel planning.
1: That's right. Well, that's what we're going to do now. Forget about the podcast. We're just going to be travel YouTubers. That's what yes. we're going to do. And I, and I certainly follow uh, my fair share of Japanese YouTubers. So
0: okay, we'll have them on the show, and it'll it'll just be a,
1: we'll just
0: a talk about uh, Japan. Yeah, a lo- and a yeah. lot of like weird miscommunication too. I love the new baseball shrines, like. The Seattle Mariners T-Mobile Park and Oracle Park in San Francisco is a blast. Even Chase Field in Phoenix, which I I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I I think is sadly not being used by anybody this season. (laughs) Sorry, Diamondbacks, but admit it. There's not much actually happening on your on-field product.
1: Their on-field product is not,
0: not quite what it should be. But what I really love is the Scruffy Charmers more than the than the new parks even like the kind of the simulated scruffy ones like camden yards which is a beautiful place Mm -hmm. take me to a minor league ballpark where they sandwich in some modern updates into old cinder block structure let me take my chances with the rain delay in a big open park instead of a dome it makes me want to eat peanuts and cracker jack. i guess what i really want is the baseball equivalent of a dive bar and that's what I get right smack dab in the heart of Tokyo in the wild, bustling Shinjuku neighborhood. That's the Meiji Jingu Stadium, the home of the Tokyo Yakult Swallows. And you know what, friends? You better get on that if you want to do it. Because I got some horrendous news when I was lining up my tickets to see the Swallows. They are going to pave paradise and put up a parking lot. And, okay, another baseball stadium. But they are going to tear down Meiji Jingu Stadium and
1: so, now, didn't, didn't Babe Ruth
0: play there? Babe Ruth did play there in an exhibition game, yeah. So it is, is one it... of four stadiums that remain that Babe Ruth uh, played in. I'm and glad is... I got to see it then, geez. Yeah, well, let's go back because, you know, it's a good time. We got we got a little time, so that's, okay. that's the good news. It's not happening immediately. It sounds like it is going to happen. Tearing down an old stadium, putting up a new one, it'll be fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know... Fine does not equal the same. So in 2019, you and I went to the Tokyo Dome for an exhibition game. We did. And it was fine. It was more interesting than going to a dome in Tampa or the old Metrodome in Minneapolis. But it's a little too orderly, a little too nice. And then we went to Meiji Jingu a couple days later. And even though it was also a no-stake spring training exhibition game, it was party. Loose vibes, a lusty crowd. you know, that kind of lusty, but there was a lot of yelling for a spring training game. Capital F Fun. It was a good time. So before I sell you on the Swallows experience, I will again emphasize this is a limited time offer. I'm going to cite my sources. Thank you, I guess, to time out Tokyo in the Japan Times for the news on the stadium's impending demise. Yeah, so the stadium is going to be redeveloped to make way for a new commercial complex, which means the famous baseball stadium, which was built in 1926, will be demolished. They will also tear down the rugby stadium next door to it, and they will have covered baseball and rugby stadiums on that site, as well as commercial buildings and hotels. I don't know if that means a dome or if they're going to Adopt more of the moving roof model that Seattle and Milwaukee have, uh, which I think works just fine. Although I always like the roof open.
1: Do they not do the retractable roofs?
0: I'm not sure because I have not been to all the parks. It's possible that Chibolote um, Stadium mm-hmm. does because it is by the water. It is in sometimes soggy Tokyo, but I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I'll check in on on that. You know, the writing was on the wall. Tokyo is a relentlessly reinventing city. I barely recognized the neighborhood from four years ago because the other thing that happened in Tokyo over the last four years besides COVID was the Olympics.
1: The Olympics.
0: And so the Japan National Stadium is right next door. It's literally one block away from Meiji Jingu Stadium. And I think that is an indicator that it's time for something new throughout the entire area. You know, rip it up and start again. I guess that's that seems like not necessarily a Japanese model, but a very Tokyo model. There are, of course, some protests. There are 100-year-old trees that will probably be damaged or taken out because of the construction work. So there's an environmental impact study that might slow this down or block it. And there are a number of people that are trying to preserve the historic nature of Meiji Jingu Stadium. But yeah, Jingu is the second oldest baseball ground after Koshin Stadium, which is the home of the high school tournament that essentially is the Friday Night Lights of Japan. We have about 13 years to make our move here. The new complex will open in 2036, but I don't know if that means the that the stadiums will have to be torn down first or if they'll do what Seattle did with the Kingdome, which was to blow it up after they were certain that everything worked in the new stadium. <laughs> We got to get there before 2036. But you know what? Why wait? Because it is an electric place. And on this trip, there was even more excitement because it was hot on the heels of Samurai Japan winning the World Baseball Classic.
1: That's right.
0: Which was a tournament that i often don't really care about but the japanese team really was electric and of course here a lot of the focus was on shohei otani as as it should have been because the guy is a stud but i got to see a number of players from samurai japan at the game that i was at and we'll talk about that in a, a little bit but yeah japan is definitely feeling it there's so many ads and signs and and WBC jerseys just everywhere I went. And it was very exciting to see people so excited and so proud of what their team did. Today, you and I both did some field recordings. And so mm-hmm. we're going to play some stuff throughout. But I also just want to walk through some of the examples but what I really want to do today is just try to share the vibe of baseball in Tokyo. And you're going to do the same for v- baseball in San Diego. Just go into the game. It is so exciting. The game starts at six o'clock. So there's a very just off work kind of crowd. There's a lot of guys showing up in suits, but there's a lot of people showing up in jerseys and hats. Some people have their Subakaro, who is the, the Swallows mascot. They have little stuffies pinned to their backpacks or... Painty
1: they're very little... good at
0: they're very good at cute. They're very yes. good at cute. Yes. It is the definitely kawaii comes to baseball just as much as it does anywhere else in in Japan. A lot of people still wearing masks. Oh, I I did not realize and I thought I had checked up on everything but uh, masking was mandatory in Japan through the end of March of 2023. So a lot of people were even though it was outdoors were still wearing masks and Uh, an usher came through every once in a while holding up a sign that um, I couldn't read, but it definitely looked like it wouldn't kill you to put on a mask, would it? (laughs) I will also say props to the guy that ended up sitting next to me. My seat to my right was empty through the fifth inning, and a guy showed up in a suit. I turned to talk to my family, chat about the game, watched the game, and turned back and looked in his direction, and he had already pounded down four beers Between the fifth and the seventh inning. Wow. Clearly, he knew what he needed to do. Clearly. I want to talk about, and there's an audio clip. I love the announcers. The chant for the team is in English, and it is, go, go, swallows. And you you clap your hands. In case you all don't know what clapping your hands sounds like. Yeah,
1: I like that demonstration. That was more of a golf clap that you did, though.
0: So it's more of like, go, go, swallows, go, go, swallows. But the the announcer pre-recorded, but the announcer will then say in very phony baloney English, it's like, one more time, or let's hear it. I love that it's a weird kind of English lesson for some folks that it's like how to be a a, a rowdy sports fan in English. Go, go, swallows. There also is a lot of like weird idiosyncrasies at a previous game. We saw a grand slam home run, but it actually showed up on the screen as gland slam, which, of course, I think means something very different in.
1: I mean, in I think the gland slam was last night. I mean, the Met Gala was last night. So that's the gland slam.
0: <laughs> yes. My favorite thing is when the Swallows get a runner on second or third, essentially in scoring position the announcer will then just blurt out, Chance! We're going to play an audio clip for you so you can hear that. All right, the Swallows have a chance. But I just, I love the fact that it is a very shorthand way of saying, hey, they have a chance of scoring but it took me a long time to actually understand why they used a one word english phrase of chance at the swallows games because it is an open air park you are kind of expected to have an umbrella handy just in case obviously if it rains you get it out but more importantly if the swallows have a chance you put the umbrellas up and a home run for sure there's a little umbrella dance where everything, everybody shakes their umbrellas and they do the same thing in the seventh inning. We're going to play a clip of the seventh inning music, which is a little bit different. It is called the Tokyo Ondo. It's a folk song, but they kind of have it jacked up for in, in, in jock jams kind of way. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's the lucky seven at Meiji Jingu. Umbrella's up. I've lost my umbrella already.
1: you <laughs> have? <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> I love the whole
0: umbrella thing. That was great. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we saw some home runs. We actually, when we were all together, I think we saw our pal Nori Aoki hit a home run. That's right. Nori played at the game. I thought he was retired, but uh, former Royal, former Met, I can't remember where else he played, but he is back home in Tokyo and he is the rock star. And of course, you get to see a lot of our pals Subakuro. The Swallow mascot and his cute little sister, Subami, who will come out and she will lead the cheerleaders that come out on field from time to time. I don't think I'd ever seen cheerleaders at a baseball game. Uh, Right. Yeah. Just every other sport. Football, volleyball, bowling, you know.
1: I mean, I was a bowling cheerleader back in the day.
0: Let me talk to your agent because that might, might, might be something I'm interested in doing. Okay. Of course, had to eat something while I was there, and I had to drink something. So many interesting choices. There was tori karaje, which is fried chicken. Something called stadium curry. Maybe the less I know about... I don't think it was made with an actual stadium. Takoyaki, which are dough balls with octopus in it.
1: Very famous street food in Japan.
0: Yes, and the longest line of the concession stands at Meiji Jingu. I opted for something called nacho fries, which were just kind of weird.
1: Please describe uh, the nacho fries. They weren't like nacho tots, because I know, in case we have never touched on your hatred of tots, have we?
0: That will be a whole special episode. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah. But anyway, tell me, tell me what 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 did these consist of?
0: Well, so they were in kind of a tall French fry box, which is fine because that makes sense that you would serve French fries in a French fry box. But if you're going to put stuff on them. All of it sort of sinks to the bottom. So it was a very, very goopy cheese, like very, like even runnier than Velveeta and Rotel dip. Some strange pickled jalapenos, some tomatoes and bacon. It wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it ended up being very gross. And I ended up, (laughs) it kind of got, kind of got got worse over time. And I don't think I'm being culturally insensitive when I say that the Japanese maybe aren't as good at making nacho fries as some other cultures. That's um, a shame.
1: Cause usually when the Japanese go for something, they really, they, they perfect it. So they'll just have to get on to uh, get on that. Get, yes. get better nacho fries.
0: These were not, not efficient nor compact nor anything else that you might uh, assign to Japanese cliches. I also went to a stand called wieners and beer. I Did got you get an, a wiener? Uh, no, I got an assortment of wieners. <laughs> oh, <laughs> without a bun, and they were all good, and they were all a little bit different. Some were Did very spicy. Did they make spicy. them
1: look like, um, like when they had the little cocktail franks, and they make them look like, um, they make them look like octopus, like they carved them, I, like they cut them, so that they, that, that's like a big Japanese thing.
0: Oh no, well now I'm bummed. I, they, they were just uh, boiled weenies in a little paper tray, but they were good, they hit the spot. And then outside there were a lot of uh, food stands uh, as well. There was a sushi truck, there was something called a long fries truck. <laughs> Which is essentially like the viral potato. So it's essentially just yeah, one big fried potato fry. In the stands, of course, we had the Ghostbusters, who we've talked about before. The women with pony kegs on their backs serving did, did, beer. Did
1: Leslie have some whiskey? Because they had whiskey as well.
0: Just beer this time. The only thing that they had were, uh, uh, at least in the stands, were called lemon highballs, which was mm. uh, club soda with splash of lemon and whiskey. Okay. Um, yeah, lemon and whiskey is kind of, yeah, your mileage may vary with that one. I was surprised to see that they also had Baskin Robbins.
1: Why not? <laughs> yeah,
0: they had uh, insulated freezer bags of Baskin Robbins ice cream going through the stands. That's cool. I decided I did not, even though I would eat nacho fries, I did not need to have Japanese Baskin Robbins. The talent is very interesting. There's always a refugee or two from American baseball and often from the Mariners. This time it was Domingo Santana. I don't know if you remember him because I kind of did.
1: Sort of. I don't know. So there's like a rotating group of Mariners that don't get don't get attached.
0: Well, and I think what happens when you get these burly guys that are Power hitters, but not necessarily finesse hitters. They didn't tend mm-hmm. to do well in Japan. There is something about, you know, the, the pitching talent in Japan is getting better and better, but it's not quite at an American level. And so you get these big sluggers to go over and they can tear stuff up. That was exciting. Norie Aoki, I mentioned before, Jose Ozuna also plays for the Swallows, a uh, former Pittsburgh Pirate. Remember him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did not get to see Keon Kella, who used to be a royal. Probably best of all, I missed by one start of an appearance by Trevor Bauer.
1: Oh, I'm sure the Japanese love him. He's, you know, he's very, he's a real thoughtful, sensitive guy.
0: Yeah. He apparently is already starting to be a little bit of a, yeah. Of a Joe a,
1: Pepitone? <laughs> a
0: little, little bit of a Pepitone. Go back and listen to the episode about how Pepitone entered the Japanese language. How, as, how
1: did, I mean, we know how he entered the English language.
0: <laughs> yes. Very poorly. Yes. Long story short there, Pepitone is essentially a goof-off in the Japanese language. Also, from Samurai Japan, I got to see Yuhei Nakamura, the catcher from The Swallows. But the big deal, Munataka Murakami. I think probably a future Yankee. This guy is a...
1: From your lips to God's ears at this point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Murakami is 23 years old. He was... A superstar on Samurai Japan in the World Baseball Classic. He had everyone's attention at the game. And, you know, when you see everybody get their phones out to record stuff, I saw a thousand Murakamis in front of me because everybody had their phone out for every at-bat that this guy has. Mm-hmm. Last year, he hit 56 home runs in 141 games. Now, wow. contrast that with Aaron Judge, who had 62 home runs in 157 games. My point here is that I think Murakami is the Japanese equivalent of, of Aaron Judge. This guy is going to be exciting to watch if he's this good at 23. His yeah. face was everywhere in Tokyo, on ads, on electronic billboards, and people wearing Murakami jerseys, either Swallows or or Samurai Japan jerseys. He is the real deal. We're going to play some audio clips of his walk-up and the one hit that he got in the game. You can hear the crowd reaction, and I think that's going to be a fun one to listen to. So we'll we'll play that now, and we'll come back and, and talk about what the game is like.
1: I get to see him um I, and I certainly hope i get to see him in pinstripes but would love to see him play he can come out here he can come to the mariners they can certainly use some some people in that lineup
0: it's kind of surprising that the mariners mariners don't have much of a presence in tokyo anymore yeah, because they don't have any japanese players i know of, right of it's kind of kind of weird Although I think there's been a lot of scuttlebutt that Otani is going to be a free agent and the Mariners should probably step up and pay the big bucks to to get him. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be good for the team, but it'll be good for ticket sale.
1: It'll be good for ticket sale. You yeah, know, it'll be good for the team, too. They 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 need something. They need something right now. They they didn't really do a lot to help uh, J-Rod out, but that that's for a different podcast.
0: That's right. I want to talk just a little bit about the game, and I think... One thing that we mentioned in last season in the Pepitone episode when we talked about Japanese baseball in general is the cheering sections. I'm going to play some clips this time. I won't talk a lot about it. Suffice to say, left field is where the opposing team's cheering section with horns and drums and other audio creations. And then right field would be the home of the Swallows cheering section. So we've got music from both. I'm going to start by playing some clips from the Bay Stars. All right, that's the sound of the Bay Stars cheering section, rocking it out there on the brass and the drums. We'll play some stuff from the Swallows. It is a glorious noise. Yamada, and the cheering section has a song that goes "Yamada Hito." That was indeed glorious. The game itself was fun. There was a rain delay risk. I hadn't been in one of those for years. Thanks, <laughs> retractable roof in Seattle replay is a relatively new thing it started in 2018 we went to a spring training game in 2019 i'm guessing nobody called a replay for a spring training game and that's why we didn't see it oh regular size bases
1: did they look very tiny now that you're used to seeing the big bases or did you did you feel happy that you had the smaller bases is that did that make you feel i don't know comfort that they still exist
0: Well, Baby Bear, I think the bass has looked just right. Okay. (laughs) One other audio clip that I want to play for you. When a foul ball comes into the stands, which, of course, they do all the time, they actually sound a klaxon, and you hear, like, sort of a "Mm, mm, mm." There's a really fantastic graphic that goes on the screen, while there's this, like, end-of-the-world kind of sound of, like, watch out for a foul ball with our pal Subakuro, the swallow. So he's lying on his side, casually putting his head nestled into his hand, pointing up at the warning text saying that you could be injured by a foul ball.
1: (laughs) Giving himself a J-pop moment there.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna play that clip and then I will wrap up my trip to Japan from here.
1: If
0: you're hearing an alarm, it's because An alarm system goes off whenever there's a foul ball to alert people to watch out.
1: Well, that was fun.
0: Did I have a good time? I absolutely had a good time. Did I really care that the Bay Stars from Yokohama beat the Swallows 6-1? to Kind of. It kind of hurt a little bit. I did not get to see uh, Murakami hit a dinger, but I did get to see a guy who I think is going to be part of the future of baseball. But I had good weenies, I had good beer, and (laughs) I had a good time. I highly recommend... Checking out Japanese baseball. Highly recommend Meiji Jingu. You have until 2036. Clock's ticking, you guys. When we come back, we're going to head down the Pacific Coast Highway and end up just north of Tijuana. We're going to San Diego. San Diego. Jackie, I only care about one thing in this segment, and I want to know about fish tacos, because when I go to San Diego, that's basically what my focus is. Maybe I should go to a baseball game. Is it worth it? Do you recommend it?
1: Fish tacos at a baseball game? I did not have fish tacos at the
0: baseball game. Well, fish tacos and a baseball game.
1: Well, yes. Fish tacos. I have many tacos. I have a lot of good food in San Diego, Um, both street food and just Regular, good dining, good Italian, good seafood. Had a lot of good seafood. It's, Love it. uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's. I think it's underrated for its uh, cuisine. You know, uh, L.A., San Francisco, they get all the accolades, but had a lot of good food. I'll say in general, PECO was one of the stadiums I wanted to cross off my list, and I'm happy I went, and I'm, I, I hope I hope I go back again. I want to say that you know california fans in general they get they get a bad reputation right they get like oh they leave the ballpark really early they're not into the game the vibe at petco people were into it first of all it's in it's in downtown so we were able to walk there from our hotel and there are a lot of hotels if you want to go down there there are a lot of hotels near the ballpark in walking distance there are a lot of bars and restaurants around the ballpark as well so it's really it's centrally located it's really a city ballpark like it is like Accessible within the city of San Diego, so that yeah. was really that was really nice. And we got there early because you know we went to a day game because we were on vacation. They were playing the Atlanta Braves. We wanted to see a good team. Actually, we saw Atlanta play here in Seattle last year as well. So I i don't know. Maybe I'm am I a Braves fan now. No, I don't think so.
0: You're a, you're a Michael Harris the second aficionado.
1: Exactly. But, uh, so we got to the ballpark early because we wanted to explore it. The park itself is—it's a beautiful ballpark. It's you know very much um, what you would expect a California ballpark that was recently built. I think it went up in two thousand four, or was it two thousand four? Two thousand yeah, two thousand four is when uh, the Petco Petco Park opened. So it's open air. It has like that the lawn that you can sit on and um, be out in the outfield and watch the game. There's a big statue of. Mr. Padre himself, Tony Gwynn, right in that, that that grassy knoll area. And they have, um they also have like a Hall of Fame, a, a section where, that they call Padres in Cooperstown. Mark, there are only two players who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame wearing a Padres hat. Do you know who they are? One of them I ooh, just
0: said, ooh, ooh. okay. Is it, is it Tony Gwynn?
1: <laughs> yes, it's Tony Gwynn. <laughs> Do you know Um, who the other one is?
0: Is it Trevor Hoffman?
1: Oh, yeah, no, he's, he, I'm sorry, there are three. My bad, there are three. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot, I forgot that he recently got into the Hall of Fame. My bad, I was thinking old school. There's one more.
0: Okay. Can I name any other Padres that aren't currently a Padre? If you
1: don't get this one, you're going to be like, "Ah."
0: Let's just go ahead and get the ah over with, because I can't, I can't think of who it is.
1: Dave Winfield.
0: Oh. Yeah, he went in
1: in a Padres hat. That was very it was very controversial because he didn't go in in a Yankee hat. I think Yankees hat. He went in a Padres hat, which totally fine. I think it's great when teams like more teams, you know, more teams need Hall of Famers. So those are the only three, and there should be you know, there's a current crop. There should be at least one or two of these guys that go. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm guess I'm guessing you saw probably three to four Hall of Famers.
1: Exactly, uh,
0: Ronald Acuna Jr. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure oh, no i think the the current padres stream is very exciting they've certainly have spent the money to make it very exciting but yeah there's a lot of uh, of guys that if they keep it together they're going to be Hall of Famers for sure
1: absolutely so the, then they'd also just have because you know they only have 3 that are better uh, have been uh, inducted into the baseball hall of fame as padres they have just Guys who played for the Padres who are in the Hall of Fame, like Grant Maddox and Mike Piazza and Willie McCovey and uh and Goose Gossage, who I forgot had been a San Diego Padre at one point. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's nice, it's a nice display. It's out, it's outside. And then you can go inside, and they basically have um the Padres Hall of Fame is great. It's a history of baseball in San Diego and kind of the surrounding neighborhood where uh, the ballpark is, and it was interesting to see who had, who was from San Diego and who had played for San Diego, and I had not known this. I did not know that Ted Williams was from San Diego and played for the Padres after he graduated from Herbert Hoover High School. Yeah, he played for the original Padres, which I did not know, but he
0: kind of... I didn't realize there were, were was an original Padre, so that was a would be a Pacific Coast League team.
1: Yes, that would have been a Pacific Coast team for sure. Not okay. definitely not a uh, an MLB team, but yeah, I hadn't realized that. I don't think I realized um, that Ted Williams was originally from San Diego. So I did learn a little something during my trip. So that was that was very cool. The other thing is that um, Petco has a lot of little historical landmarks, including two buildings, two big like factory buildings that were built in the early 1900s one is the western metal supply building and the other is the sholey brothers candy factory oh. sadly they do not sell candy anymore
0: i was gonna say like can you imagine if it was uh, one of those old school like chocolate factories like that ballpark would smell so good
1: it would smell so good so good but which brings me to the food Now the food is good, but it is one of the more expensive ballparks I've been to. And I am like, when I go to a ball game, I am very easily drop a lot of money to try out the different foods. We didn't really have that much food. We went and we had, we had had actually had eaten a, a very a late breakfast. So we weren't we weren't very hungry when we got there. So we got a couple of craft beers because they have a really good array of craft beers. And you can get your usual, you know, Buds and Coronas and Pacifico and, and uh, all that, but they also have a, a nice array of, of, of craft beers. A lot of IPAs still, but they the craft beers were like $17 a piece. They were just about $17 a piece.
0: Holy crap. I had a, yes. a fantastic Yubisu beer. Uh, made with premium malts for 700 yen, or roughly 7 to $8. Yep. uh, Freshly poured from a keg that was walking up and down the (laughs) aisles. That's (laughs) crazy. Uh, Crazy. Actually, you know, because you think, like, Tokyo is super expensive. It's very expensive to get there. It's very expensive to stay there. But eating was done very cheaply and very Mm -hmm. deliciously. Yeah, I don't think of San Diego as being an expensive city. I, I would put it well below L.A. or... San Francisco, just in in terms of like price index sort of thing. But apparently the ballpark, go for it.
1: ballparks really pricey San Diego in general is really pricey because i think it does rely on a fair amount of tourism i don't think it's that's its primary base but it was a it was a lot more expensive than than i was expecting it to be we we ended up spending like well over a hundred dollars for two beers two lemonades and two street corns so we got two mexican street corns so yeah it was i i was shocked we got to the point like we weren't even and i was i have to say the mexican street corn came recommended and i was pretty disappointed by it so at that point we're like oh you know maybe we can grab something cheap a fryer frank was seven it was almost eight dollars it was 7.75 so so and we were like you know what we'll eat when we leave here so that was the one thing they have but they have a, an amazing array of foods a lot of the stuff is is local they have a uh, barrio dogs which are um very famous tijuana tijuana style hot dogs that are wrapped in bacon um there's a this uh very famous um, burger place called Ho Dads. That's, you know, well-known. They have all these places that are, you know, that have, and I like that. I like when you get the local flavor within the ballpark, but the food was insanely expensive. And I was, I was excited because they had Mister Softy, they had Mister Softy. So, but I ended up not getting it. I ended up not getting it because I would have gotten it in a helmet, but that would, that would have been ten bucks. But I would have I let a splurge for Mister Softy in it in a helmet just just out of nostalgia. But ended up not doing it. But in general, the food the food you know looks good, but but very expensive. But they do let you bring food in because I did see people with uh, coming in with with um, sandwiches and stuff. So I thought that was nice considering how expensive it is. Yeah. woof. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was shocked. And and it takes a lot, you know, having born and raised in New York sticker, sh- it takes a lot to sticker shock me. And I was sticker shocked. <laughs> yeah. Cause
0: you, you would drink $15 snapples. Like there's no tomorrow. I mean, the, like there's no tomorrow. The bodega, for sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. And I was trying to think of like, how much are beers now at, at T-Mobile, but they're, they're definitely not that expensive.
0: Yeah, not seventeen. They were expensive, but yeah, I think like twelve or thirteen, which is like that's cold still comfort. Expensive.
1: I mean, it, it was you know, it was still. I think it was well. I was at Yankee Stadium last year. Who knows? I know they've been raising the prices, but it was more expensive than it, than Yankee Stadium was. Wow. Now, as far as some of the the traditions, I had not known about the bell that they ring. So they ring. They is like you know because it's they're the Friars, they're the Padres. They ring like this, like a like almost like a church bell, like a cathedral bell Um, at the beginning of the game. Had not known that. I thought it was very cool. And at the end of the game, so the game was uh, ended up, okay, I'm going to San Diego. All the heavy hitters, Machado, Soto, Bogarts, one-nothing game, one-nothing game. So (laughs) one-nothing Padres, game was saved by Hater. Every time he got an out, they would ring that bell.
0: The, okay.
1: That was kind of cool. So that was something I did not know at all. Crowd was absolutely into it. We had gotten to our seats. We sat in we had pretty nice seats. We sat down. We got through like a couple of innings and we were apparently in the wrong section. So we <laughs> had to move like, okay. So we had to move into, you know, we were just like, you know, a section over. And I sit down, the guy next to me, hey, he is drunk. Like, he was, like, he's trying to, like, make, he wants to have conversation with me, like, middle-aged guy, and he turns around to say something to me, and, like, he reeks of beer. I was, like, whoa, I did a double take. But, yeah, he ended up being a nice guy. Had a little bit of a conversation with him after, you know, he he calmed down a bit. Um, He was drinking a lot of hazy IPAs.
0: uh, Okay. um, Got it. Gotta love the the uh, hardcore day drinker.
1: That's right.
0: Hardcore day, hardcore for sure.
1: But everyone was into it. Like the the crowd was into it. Men, women, the women behind us were really cheering and, and getting into it. The guy next to me when we were in the top of the ninth and we were down to the, the last batter, he was screaming Padres at the top of his lung. But like whole, like kind of like, whole, like dragging it out. I was like, wow, that's dedication. Are you going to have a voice tomorrow morning? <laughs> now the talent on the field, as I said, I mean, San Diego, very talented team, right? They have Manny Machado, they have Juan Soto, they have Xander Bogarts, they have you Darvish, they have, well, I I know how much you 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 really enjoy uh, Blake Snell pride Uh, of Shoreline, Washington,
0: Pride of Shoreline, Washington, the best pitcher in Shoreline, Blake Snell. Now, Blake Snell uh, obviously has cooled off. He was a big deal in Tampa, and um, I'm I'm sad to sad to see him not having a heyday. But um, who knows? Maybe there's time for a second act with old Blake Snell speaking of the talent i was joking with you while you were at the ballpark and you actually have audio proof i do that juan soto who has been uh significantly underperforming this season he did something for finally
1: he did did. so he did hit a home run i did not get an audio clip of that home run because i was watching but he had several hits during the game. So here's an audio clip of Juan Soto hitting a clean single. Single by Juan Soto.
0: Jackie, by the time this episode gets edited and posted, Juan Soto will have sorted out whatever it was that was killing him in the first couple weeks of April. But yes, at the time that you attended the game, it sort of looked like that was the Padres' worst deal. You have this young talent that they traded away a ton of prospects for, right, to that Nationals deal last year. Mm -hmm. And he kind of wobbled his way into San Diego last year, did not get off to a strong start. But I love Juan Soto. I'm excited that, you know, he's going to go somewhere and do some things. Maybe you saw the beginning of the dawn of Soto in San Diego.
1: Perhaps, perhaps. But there are other some other old friends of mine, like other, like former Yankees. Um, Matt Carpenter is on the team again. And as we were watching them warm up, good old... I can never pronounce his last name. Ruid o- Ru- 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 did- How do you say his words? Odor. R-
0: Rugned Odor. Rugned,
1: Rugned Odor.
0: Yes.
1: Odor was, he was uh, doing warm-ups before the game, throwing the ball around. He always seems to land on all fours. He did not play in the game that, that I attended, but here's a clip of me realizing that Odor is on the field. Oh, look, there's our boy, good old Odor.
0: What, what did they uh, call him? What did John and Susan on YouTube <laughs> radio call, what, Rugi? What, what Rugi, call him? With rookie, rookie,
1: yeah, I cannot pronounce his <laughs> butcher the poor guy's first name.
0: It, it is always a treat when you see somebody from your past. This is sort of like a, a an awkward uh, run in with an ex, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, my first trip to Japan and going to a Swallows game. Uh, we saw Vladimir Ballantine who was just a so-so guy for the Mariners uh, the season before, he ended up becoming a superstar in Tokyo, uh, ended up breaking Sadahura O's, like, home run record. And so, yeah, maybe uh, Rugi is on to something in San Diego, or maybe this is the last time anybody ever talks about
1: him. Probably, but hey, if I had to land somewhere and just be the backup, why not San Diego? The other thing that was very cool, and I have a, I have a couple of sound clips. Um, I have a sound clip of the announcer. I love to see the announcers when they introduce the home team. So we've got a clip of that.
0: Yeah, and actually, I have a clip of the announcers, too. Maybe I'll sneak mine in here. Uh, the, yeah, they, we can
1: um, compare and contrast. Let's, yeah. let's do that.
0: Yeah, so well, I'll play my clip, which is of the female announcer, and I have no idea what she's saying, but, you know compare and contrast I'll I'll let you react all right here he comes Murakami
1: I like that. I Have no idea what she's saying, but I
0: she... was—I was actually hoping you could tell me what she was saying. I mean, but...
1: No clue, you know. But but uh, so so let's con- contrast, compare, and contrast. Uh, the announcer was was a man for San Diego, but still fun nonetheless. Here we go. Yeah. Well, let's see what our woman of has.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, you know, I think that is a undersung aspect of what the the game is, right? It's Mm. uh, the the PA announcer in San Francisco. I do not know her name, but she is the most excited person. And I think it brings a different dimension to the game. So I, I love hearing the local character.
1: Me too. And one of the other things I enjoyed, so they have a, you know, giant, you know, good old jumbotron. They have really fun graphics, you know, a lot of surfboards, out of sun sand, you know, because you're in San Diego. And they have some fun facts about all the different players. So I'll, I'll surprise you so you can hear the fun fact for this particular player. I, I, it's me reading the scoreboard. So there's a lot of me commenting uh, in these clips. And the other voice you hear is is my wife, Rachel, who is talking to me because I'm not just sitting there talking to myself so here we go here's the fun facts on the scoreboard we got some fun facts on the jumbotron kevin pilar won his first motorcycle race at age six bet you didn't know that bet you're feeling better for knowing that.
0: i did not know that that's good that's good <laughs> <laughs> It really was a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done.
1: I have one more clip. So, foul ball. We are recording in real time and one of the players hits it's a foul ball. It is coming in our direction. It literally landed right behind us. Girls behind us tried to catch it. It bounced, and then the girls behind them ended up. One of the girls behind them ended up catching the ball. There's a lot of screaming going on. It is not me screaming. It is the girls behind us. But I definitely was like, oh, sh-. I was like watching the trajectory. I, I watch it the whole time. I'm like, okay, okay, because you know I'm gonna have to duck. So here's a clip of Foul Ball right behind us. Two, we'll
0: single
1: by one, Soto. bringing it oh, 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 oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right that was a foul ball in real time
0: just behind us okay based on that setup i thought what i was going to hear was you, you promised screaming Uh, And then I thought you were going to I was going to hear like a crash and then I was going to hear you say, oh, crap, I have to go buy a new phone now. (laughs) I appreciate your dedication to the podcast, to the to the bad hops way that you kept recording and didn't panic, but you didn't catch the ball. So next
1: time
0: time, uh, a glove plus a uh, plus your phone, is there a glove that you can actually stick your phone into the back of it?
1: No, there might be. There should. Maybe that's something we need to get on. You All know, right. our, our Bad Hops product line.
0: Yeah, we TM'd that. Uh, anybody that's
1: listening. We TM that we TM that. So yeah, that's that's the 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 end of my clips, and I will wrap up San Diego. It is a fun ballpark, it's just a great vibe, especially now. I mean, the team is just so loaded. Tatis, we miss Fernando Tatis by one day. Um, uh, not the was... same as missing Bauer, but
0: it's a little itchy.
1: Yeah, I a little guess, itchy from, from
0: from the ringworm.
1: Exactly. So he did. He was. He uh, I think he he was playing in the next series, which I think was on the road. This was a their getaway day, and yeah. In general, we we watched a we watched a couple of Padres games. We we had some good craft beers, uh, so we we would go to these little little breweries and and try a beer or two, and then watch watch the games on the the big screen. Because San Diego, it's endless summer. That's the other thing too. Uh, while it was gray and Drizzly in Seattle, it was just you know beautiful, gorgeous day to watch baseball in San Diego. So get out to the ballpark and you know cheer the Friars, cheer on those Friars.
0: Thanks, Jackie. When we come back, we're going to put away our laundry now that we're we're home at least for a little bit, and well, uh, we'll we'll wrap up the Funky Field Trips episode of Bad Hops. It is almost time to head on home, but. I'm curious what did you see in San Diego that you can't live without that you think maybe other teams should take on um, and what parts only made made sense in southern california I, mean, I, I you know I think there are some things that are just kind of like site specific right
1: the the vibe of, of peco in general like the fact that it's a very open air very um Outdoor, you know, I mean all stadiums, right, are very open and, and outdoorsy, but this one particularly makes sense because San Diego it doesn't, doesn't rain much except for this year, apparently. Uh that makes sense in San Diego. A lot of I love the a lot of like Mexican influence because you're so close to Mexico and there was so such a uh Mexican influence in general. I think that makes sense like i know there are tacos and probably mexican street corner and all that stuff other places but yeah it makes sense there that is that is part of the culture i love the ringing of the bell the ringing of the bell uh j- surprised me did that was one of those things i just had never i and i've watched i watched padres games didn't know that that was something that existed kind of the same way people have asked me about the pc richards whistle so like and it made sense, right? We're talking like they're they're the friars, they're the padres, they're they're monks, right? So the the ringing of the church bell that made perfect sense. I think in general, though, I, I you know as, as far as you anything that didn't make sense, it wasn't so much. I I, I thought they do a great job. I thought they do a great job with the ballpark, the history of of the padres. Other than honestly, the fact that it was insanely expensive, even by MLB standards, that was the only that was the only ding I have on it. But you know what? You can bring your own food. There's plenty to eat outside the stadium, both food trucks and and restaurants. So it wasn't, you know, it was just uh, go with a full belly and, and uh, you know, have one craft beer <laughs>
0: <laughs> or get drunk beforehand like your uh, seatmate.
1: Uh, exactly. I And a lot of people do that. A lot of people pregame, they go and they have the cheap beers at the bar beforehand. So, yes, my teammate was probably, uh, he was drinking, like, he was drinking, like, the big cans of, like, it was definitely a craft. It was like a an IPA yeah. that was not, it was not like a Bud Light or anything like that.
0: Well, I would love for the Ghostbusters to come to the U.S. Uh, I Getting freshly tapped beer is, I prefer that over cans and bottles in general, but I, there's just something charming about someone literally pouring you a beer. So I I would love to see that. I get that that's might not pass OSHA standards. (laughs) If somebody ends up needing spinal correction surgery because they carried around a a pony keg on their back all day long. I love the cheering sections. We've talked about this before. It's they're so noisy. There's so much fun. It, I maybe that's something that only works in Japan. Um, I did notice on this year's edition of MLB the Show there is a hip hop song that kind of samples uh kind of a kind of a toriador horn loop that reminded me of of the 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 noise from the right field bleachers in Tokyo. Um so maybe that's something we can get a little more noise but it does seem very Tokyo specific. Um but yeah, I think what I'd really like to see is a fan base that knows when to get whipped up without prompting from the Jumbotron. Um, No more of this make some noise graphics for the Mariners fans that apparently don't know what to do to get their team motivated. You know, I
1: was was actually surprised, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I was surprised there wasn't a ton of that either in San Diego. And I thought there, I mean, there was some of it, but not, not, not the way I've seen in some other ballparks.
0: Maybe it is. That's a, a Seattle-specific thing that it's like. I will just sit here quietly with my arms folded until I'm told to jump up and down and scream. <laughs>
1: well, now they put shoes on their heads. So,
0: yes, let's uh, let's not export that oh, trend to anywhere else. Please, please. Thanks for coming with us on this funky field trip. Uh, it was pretty exciting. I would love to do more of this. I sorry that you and I didn't get to do this together cuz that was in the plans at one point and then uh yeah travel still like a little bit uh, uncertain and yeah. and expensive
1: for sure and my 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 next trip will not be to a to a baseball country so sadly I can tell you about soccer if you'd like
0: Oof. i'm going to pretend that vinnie pasquintino did not hear what you just said <laughs>
1: Sorry about that. Yeah, if I find baseball in Italy, I will let you know.
0: Fantastic.
1: Shall I take us home? Please do. The fans are heading home, the grounds crew is on the field, and we will see you next time at the ballpark. That's our pal Ron Lewis on the Stadium Organ. I'm Jackie Micucci.
0: And I'm Mark Butler.
1: And this was Bad Hops. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or account of this podcast without the express written consent of Bad Hops is prohibited unless you like us, review us, or subscribe to Bad Hops. Find us at, at Bad Hops on Insta and everywhere else.